Welcome to Center Stage. My name is Mark Gordon. In 2010, Joe Cross joined me Center Stage to talk about his inspiring documentary, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, a film that follows his journey from chronic illness to vibrant health. Armed with a video camera and a juicer, Cross traveled into the heart of America to share his life-changing story and fresh juice with all who would listen. Stay tuned as we go center stage with Joe Cross, the director of Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. Center stage, center stage, center, center, center stage. Center stage. The challenge that I had was that I wanted to, I wanted to make a film that um, demonstrated or showed my what would happen if I ran towards Mother Nature and only consumed fruits and vegetables and I drank them to start with and then I would eat them. So when you referred earlier in the introduction, I did actually just only drink fruits and vegetables for 60 days and then for another 90 days after that, I ate fruits, vegetables, nuts, beans and seeds. So in total, it was five months of only uh, consuming Mother Nature. Um, freebasing Mother Nature to begin with, if you like. So while I was out there on that, on that journey and talking to just everyday people, I mean, I'd be in Memphis, Tennessee, and I'd go off in a back street and I'd pull up in my SUV maybe 100 yards down from a bunch of people with my camera crew and I'd walk up and I'd just sort of say, hey, listen, I've got a juicer over here in the back of my truck and I've got some fruits and vegetables. Do you want to come over and have a drink? And they'd look at me kind of weird and I'd say, look, I want to show you a photo of me from, say, 42 days ago. Let's say I was on day 42. And the difference was incredible because I had probably by 40, day 42, had lost 60 pounds. 60 pounds. Well, I, I, as I'm using, I mean, I lost 82 pounds in 60 days. Say, but say it was day 42, I probably would have lost by, say, call it 60 pounds by that day. And that sparked their interest. And what I was interested in actually was what they were, were eating and, more importantly, what they weren't eating. Because what I learned as I traveled across was I learned that everybody knows that fruits and vegetables are good for you, but I learned that they don't eat them and they're not eating a lot of them. And so there's this disconnection between knowing they're good for you and actually doing it. Well, you know, there's one guy that says, well, I just, you know, I'm only going to be here for a short time and I just want to enjoy what I have. And then my thought to that is, well, yeah, if I'm here for a short time, I just want to at least have be healthy. Yeah. During that time. Yeah, I think one of the big things that we, you know, I have a saying that we spend the first 40 years of our life trying to kill ourselves and the next 40 trying to stay alive. And I really, that was brought home loud and strong on this on this journey. You know, you asked earlier about one of the big things which, which really surprised me. Because I'm out interviewing people, I'd ask them how old they were. And, you know, when you see people down the street, you actually don't really know their age. Well, I would ask people, how old are you? And I was thinking they were going to say 50 and they'd say 35. So that was a really big thing that I, I, I sort of heard from them. I also heard when I, when I would ask them, you know, like what's important in your life and so on, they would all say, well, those with kids, they'd say, oh, my kids. And I'd say, well, that's really important. How important is your health? And they'd stop and scratch and they'd go, actually, you know what? My health's actually probably more important than my kids because if I'm not healthy, I can't look after them and I can't be there for them. And then, of course, the, the, the real big eye-opener to me was when I asked people whose fault is it that you are the way you are if you're 100 pounds, 50 pounds, 200 pounds overweight. I asked over 300 people that, and not a single person blamed anyone else except themselves. And I really thought they were going to blame, you know, the government, 
big corporations, their parents, their husband, their wife, but they didn't. They took responsibility and I thought that was a real big, you know, that was a game changer for me on the journey because I felt that that's, that gives us hope that people are actually prepared to take responsibility. Now, you know, addiction to sh- sugar, salt, fat, caffeine, I mean, that's as real an addiction as there is to, you know, alcohol and, and other substances. And so even though they know they're addicted, they still were prepared to take responsibility and I thought that was very interesting. Tell me about the uh, the medical condition that you had that led to this journey. I mean, you had some kind of weird skin disease. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, I had a thing called chronic urticaria angioedema, which is a fancy way of saying that I had really bad hives that were chronic that wouldn't go away and swelling under my skin, which was made me look like the elephant man if I didn't take medication. And what would bring it on would be any physical pressure, any touch. So... If tonight when I walked into your studio, if we shook hands and you shook it with a very firm grip back when I was sick, if I hadn't taken any medication, number one, I wouldn't have been able to walk here because the pressure on my feet, so I wouldn't have been able to walk. But if you gripped it really tightly, then my hand maybe in an hour or two would start to swell up and it could look as though it'd been, it had been slammed in a car door. So anything physical to touch um, – picking up groceries, holding a baby, taking your luggage off the terminal when you pick up your luggage, sitting in a seat, an airline seat where it's, you know, be tight. And when I was 310 pounds, believe me, most seats were tight. Sex, anything that involved touch and your belt too tight. So, you know, I was reminded constantly night and day, every morning and every night, I had to take pills and I was sick. And that was something that you know, I was an athlete. I was a healthy sort of guy in my mid twenties. I was, you know, nothing ever happened to Joe. I was, I was, I could run through brick walls, you know. And then all of a sudden, in my early thirties, to be sort of, you know, chained to medication and pills was a, a huge shock to my system. So, do you think that the that the diet contributed to it, or was it that because you you use the diet to like cure yourself? So yeah, so so philosophically, what I think happened is when I first got sick, I did what most people do, and I went to the doctor and I said, you know, fix this, give me a pill, and let's fix it, you know. But I take this for like a month or six weeks or two weeks, and I'm done. And after about six weeks, when I tried to get off the medication and I couldn't get off, you know, I started to think, oh, maybe another six weeks, and then. Six weeks later after that, it's like, this isn't good. So then I went to all the best doctors in the world. I went all around the world because, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd made a bit of money in what I had done previously. And, you know, when you focus on wealth and not health, you actually end up getting what you want. You know, you get your wealth. And so I went around to London. I went to the um, to New York. I went to Los Angeles. And I went everywhere and I couldn't find it. So after two years of going down that path, I started experiencing alternative paths. And I went, I did, I did some crazy things. I did witch doctors, I did mud baths, I did cell and hair analysis, I did all these things. But the one thing that I was really frightened to sort of face up to was I didn't want to give away the pizzas, the burgers, I, you know, I didn't want to turn my back on that. So I think what happened with me is that my lifestyle of, you know, death by a thousand hamburgers is that, you know, you have one hamburger, you have two hamburgers, you have a hundred hamburgers, it doesn't affect you, but you have thousands over a period of say 15, 20 years, they start to catch up with you. And so my immune system basically said, hey, Joe, what are you doing to me? I mean, you're, you're killing me every day. You're having all this processed food. You're having all this animal product. You're not giving me any, you know, micronutrients or phytochemicals that are in fruits and vegetables. You, you're not helping. So you know what, mate? I'm, I'm going to give up on you and I'm going to manifest this disease and turn it on. And then 
you know, how do you like that? And that's kind of the conversation we were having with each other, my, my, me and my body. And so in order to sort of beg forgiveness, if you like, what would happen if I, I turned my back on Mother Nature? What would happen if I ran towards her in full steam? Would, would she sort of be forgiving and would my body heal itself or allow itself to heal? You know, would I, would I give it a chance to heal? So that was, that was kind of the premise. And I didn't know if it was going to work. I really didn't. So that was, that was I guess, you know, the idea. Interesting. You meet a man, um, Phil Staples. Yeah, who has a, a similar condition? So incredible, what, the same thing. Same thing. What, as what are the What are the odds? I, I mean, I, I'd had this disease for eight nine years previously, and I had never met you know maybe two or three people, but never met anyone exactly the same as me. Quite incredible, you know. And he's a four hundred and thirty pound truck driver, who spends his life in a eighteen wheeler driving in a hundred and ten hundred twenty thousand miles um, across the country, and. Uh, you know, Phil was Phil was was not in good shape when I met him, and you know, I, I was fortunate enough to meet him and offered him to come over to my truck, and we we, we juiced up a, a cucumber, celery, kale, lemon, apple, and ginger juice, and he loved it. <laughs> and he and you know, I gave him my card like I did to everyone I met, and uh, you know, six months later, after I'd really finished the first film, I mean, I, I really ended up making two films here because the first film never was envisaged that I'd get a phone call from someone I met on the road like six months later. But it's it's th- that part of the movie. Oh, it's the game changer. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, because you say in the film, everything was great. I'm back. You're feeling great. You go back, all your friends are going, wow, look at Joe. He's great. And then all of a sudden you get this call. Yeah. And I mean, this guy was like 420 pounds. Yeah. I mean, he you, could he couldn't even. The thing I found so amazing, he couldn't even walk. No, he couldn't walk from the truck. To, well, his exercise is walking from the truck to the truck stop. And even that, he was in pain doing that. And... You know, to see what happens. And look, when, when Phil rang me up and he said, Joe, look, I'm, I'm at the end of my road here, mate. You offered your help. Um, will you help me? I was back in Australia. It was six months later. I'd already basically done the final cut or edit of the film that I'd originally made. And we're all on budget, on time, and it was all done on Joe was going to go back to his other life, which was, you know, back to being a bit more healthy and, and get on with my career and other, and other aspects that I used to do with, in, with investments. And um when Phil called, I thought, wow, this is a really interesting, this is kind of the Forrest Gump moment. You know, Forrest Gump ran across the country and people started to follow. And I did this, you know, juice across the country and he was someone who's prepared to follow. Especially too, because you see guys like that, that size, they don't stick with it. No. You know, it's just like they, they, they've resigned and you get that feeling and, and, you know, he goes to the doctor and they say, you know, you could go to sleep tonight and not wake up and you even have clips of him sleeping sure yeah, and, sleep and right I, yeah. I mean just like <sighs> i mean I, I think that's the interesting thing about what i'm what 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 i'm talking about here and in the essence is is that when you you know let's just talk a moment about what does juicing mean what does that mean when you juice because a lot of people don't understand that and you know we vitamix has done a great job in this country with their brand they've pushed vitamix out there but vitamix is blending fruits and vegetables so you're liquefying fruits and vegetables so really when it hits your stomach your body doesn't know the difference whether you chewed them or whether it was in a Vitamix. When you take a juice extractor, you're taking out the fiber and the pulp. Now, fiber's a good thing. Don't get me wrong, but let's just for a moment bear with me. We take the fiber and the pulp out, and what we're left with is the actual juice of the fruit or the vegetables. And there is soluble fiber in there, so there is microfiber, and there's also protein. Now, when you drink that only, your body's a lot smarter than you think it is, and it's older. I don't know how old you are, mate, but I can tell you, your body's about... 400,000 to 4 million years old, depending who you talk to. 
You didn't decide to have two eyes and two arms and two legs. That's what you were given, right? So when we actually only produce into your body, your your system says, hey, you know what? We've got a famine going on because feast and famine was part of history of the evolution of mankind. So it sort of says, we know what to do. Uh, first of all, we're going to turn off hunger because there was no point the world running around being hungry when there was a feast, a famine on because nothing would get done. So when people just drink juice only, after two days or so, they don't report being hungry anymore. So when you sort of say, why did Phil stick with this? Is that's kind of what happens. And then when you see the energy levels increase, when you see the weight pour off, when you start to look in the mirror and you feel a sense of achievement, that's why people stick with it. And that's why Phil did. It's amazing. And, and, and also, i just add to that is that since I've made the movie, I actually don't see too many fat people in America. In fact, I haven't seen a fat person in America for three and a half years. You know what I see now? I see all these people walking around with all this excess energy, wondering when they're going to use it up. Well, you know, I went over to the market and, uh, you know, because I, I have a champion juicer. I've had it for years. Great juicer. Yeah, that thing is a workhorse. Great juicer. So I go and I'm buying the kale and, and I'm talking to some lady about your film, you know, right. and then I'm buying the stuff. I didn't even know what kale was. And neither did I before I started the movie. So the lady at the, the counter goes, do you juice? And I go, I go, yeah, how could you tell? She goes, because the the fruits and vegetables you have here. Yeah. And uh, yes, I thought that was really interesting. The The name of the film is called Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. Uh, we're joined in studio by uh, by Joe Cross. And uh, it's really, it's a really inspirational film. Congratulations on this. Thank and, you, Mark. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, what I'm, what I'm sort of, you know, so excited about is that the film's been out since April 1 and I decided with this film to do something different like just basically do be available everywhere so on iTunes on video on demand or on pay-per-view or you know cable whatever you want to call that it's out in Whole Foods it's available from our website on DVD and I wanted to sort of just make it available and get out there and now what we've got, we've got this community which we've started, which is jointhereboot.com. The reboot, I looked at that. Right, and so we've got 5,000 or more more members that have signed up in the last sort of two weeks. And that's really exciting to me, that people actually watch the movie, get inspired to eat more fruits and vegetables. Because at the end of the day, you know, telling people what to do doesn't work, right? I'm a big believer that you just do it, and if people want to follow, they'll follow. But what you and I both know that telling people to do something doesn't work, so... You know, how do we get, how do we, you know, I would say the biggest problem in America right now, and there's lots of problems, but but fundamentally the biggest problem is the health of the people. And we have a society that is incredibly sick here in, in Australia as well, but, you know, I'm in America now and I'm talking to Americans and the society is very, very sick. We have obesity levels at record high. We have diabetes at record high, diabetes at record high. It's Heart disease is the biggest killer. Cancer is number two. It's it's a sick, you know, we don't have a healthcare system. We have a sick care system. So fundamentally, the average American only consumes 5% of their calories of fruits and vegetables. And what I would love to think that this film can help is inspire people and maybe they can just move the dial on their own number to go from five to ten. And if you think about that, that still leaves plenty of room to have your hot dog at the baseball game and have your beer or have your glass of wine with the girls on a Friday night or your cheese and crackers, whatever it is, your popcorn at the movies. So I'm not sort of advocating extremely. I'm just sort of saying can we can we work out a way to inspire and educate and entertain people to consume more fruits and vegetables? Mm-hmm. Well, I was coming in tonight. What juice do you recommend? Oh, well, I, first of all, if um, there's two types of juices, there's a masticating juicer, which is what you've got, which Entr- is. Oh, that's a masticator? Because yeah. then there's also centrifugal centrifugal force. Centri- centrifugal force one. 
And I think that it depends on your budget. Um, I used a Breville juicer in the in the movie, and that was a um, 150 buck juicer. And you know, I think that one's pretty good. If you want to get really serious, 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 then you can spend a lot more than that. I mean, I think a Norwalk you can spend even a couple of thousand dollars, wow. but you know, you can get a car for less than that. So it it, it all depends. But you know, I've gone along to um, to the Breville company, and they're an Australian company, so that helps because I'm an Australian. And I I sort of said to them, you know, I'd really like to try and work out a way we can get some juices out there into the into the into the public. So hopefully soon, you know, through that community, and I'll be able to bring other companies on as well that we can actually get some good deals out there for our for our um, viewers of the film. See, the biggest thing I find with it is with the Champion Juicer is it, it's a little high maintenance, you know. I mean, because really you're supposed to just juice it and drink it, but to make it easy, sometimes I'll juice and then keep it for like a day or so, like I'll, the juice for the whole day. Yeah. Because as long as you keep it sealed. Yeah, it's I mean, the cleanup is what's the pain oh, yeah. in the butt. No, no, no. No pain, ma- no pain, no gain, mate. That's, that's you know, like we've turned into a society that really wants convenience. And if you, you know, like un- unfortunately we've we've done a really, really good job um, of creating all of this food for convenience, but really is it food? And so, you know, if you're going to juice and you're going to do that, look, you know, your juices can last up to three days if um, – they're kept in the fridge and they're sealed away from oxygen. So, you know, you can have a really good go on a Sunday night and you've got enough for Monday and Tuesday and then you go again Wednesday night. And so, you know, I, I personally, I actually quite like it. I, I enjoy the whole process. I love putting this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's therapeutic to me. Well, know? it's funny because I was coming in tonight as a lady saying, what is the best juicer? And she mentioned that Vegemite thing. And I think the reason, the Vegemite thing. yeah, because the, pe- the Breville one, the Breville, yeah, because I think people like that because you just stick it in there and it's less mess. Yeah, it's certainly less mess than a champion to clean up. There's no question about that. Yeah, no, that, that 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 goes without saying. And and you know, I used it on the road, and you know, I had it in the back of my truck hooked up to a, to a um, generator, and it was it was good. It worked well. But you know, I, I'm I'm also conscious that there's other people that can't necessarily afford a $100 juicer or a $150 juicer. And so, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to be able to get some of those access to the cheaper ones as well. I mean, it, it comes down to, you know, you're putting the produce in. The more you spend, the more produce, the more juice you're going to get out in, right. some, in, some, in some instances. So that can be helpful. So, Joe, tell me about what do you think is the one takeaway that you got from this process of making facts that fat, sick, and nearly dead? You know, if you give the body a chance to heal itself, it can do it. And I, I had been, um, you know, it's the, uh, going back to the difference between knowing it and doing it. What what was the fact that made me do it? And looking at, you know, I was fat. I was three hundred and ten pounds. I'm now two forty. I did get down to two twenty, but I've put a bit of muscle back on since, which is a good thing because out of that hundred pounds I lost, it was seventy pounds of fat and thirty pounds of muscle. I think that I was sick. I was on pills night and day. I haven't taken medication for three and a half years. And nearly dead is the part that I was going into the heart attack zone area of being 40 years of age and, you know, having a 52 size waist. Mm. So what I've learned is that if you give your body the chance and you nourish it with what really we evolved with, which is plant food, and if you you can get out of the way of being your own worst enemy given that 70% of all diseases in the world are caused by our lifestyle choices. You can pretty quickly find out whether you're lucky enough to have one of those 70% of the diseases where you're causing it or if you're unlucky where you're in the other camp, at least you've you know, you've given it your best shot and you're in the lap of the gods then. So what I, the big takeaway from me was that 
you know, I'm in the driver's seat and I can I can either choose to help myself or just sit back and do nothing. And I got to a point where I just said, you know what, I'm going to do this. And I hope that the big takeaway is that others can watch this film, use it for inspiration or give it to someone they love and care about so that, that may they may find the inspiration and find the hope to, to improve and change their life. Well, Joe, thank you so much. Uh, you know, your film is just watching it kind of put me back in touch with uh, kind of the path I need to I need to run on. I mean, I, I still like to eat, but <laughs> no, 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 mate, listen, I eat too. Don't, don't, yeah, no. don't get me wrong. I mean, this is this is the, the beautiful thing about this is that when people go and join the reboot dot com and they go on and they do a they do a, like a five day, ten day, or fifteen day reboot. The whole thing is we've reset the taste buds. I mean, people love the taste of fruits and vegetables afterwards. Again, that's the whole trick here. And I do I do a reboot every I do ten days every three months. And that mm. just that just brings me back to nature. I mean, I, I we're like a travel agency. We take you to the top of the mountain. You get to know what it feels like to be human, you know, to smell, to hear well, to look, to see, to sleep well, to do all of these things that we're supposed to do well. That you know, if you just put fruits and vegetables into your body, you can you can do all those things. Do you find yourself uh, with this phase of your life? Do you find yourself more self actualized than when you were doing investments in your other business? Well, now I'm only doing this because I feel that this is a huge opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have this, this, this opportunity to to share a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, okay, I'm I'm a rich white guy from Australia who came here to help and cure myself. And in the in the you know, I did that. But when Phil Staples, that truck driver, 430 pounds, when he called me up, he walked through the door for Middle America, and he showed. I mean, you know, people can look. Oh, well, Joe can do it. He's got money. But if Phil Staples, living in the back of a truck, can do this, anybody can do it. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of how I feel about what I'm doing now in terms of in terms of what I was previously doing. So I'm I'm you know I'd, I'm trying to spread this word far and wide. I think that when people watch the film, they get incredibly inspired. They want to share it with friends. So hopefully, we've only been going for two weeks or two and a half weeks. Hopefully, if I you know come back here in six months or twelve months and talk to you, there'll be many, many hundreds of thousands that have watched it and are, and are joining the reboot and and making uh making their lives better via fruits and vegetables. How's Phil doing today? Oh, he's going great. You know, I, I that guy is amazing. I mean, I don't want to give away too much no, of the movie, but. but but like you know, where he is now, I mean, it's 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 you know, he was in the basement. He's in the penthouse now. If you would like more information about Joe Cross, visit rebootwithjoe.com. Until next time, this is Mark Gordon, and I'll see you center stage. Center stage, center stage, center 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 stage. Center stage. Hello, this is Homer Simpson. Whenever I want to know what's going on in the entertainment world, I listen to Center Stage with Mark Gordon.